Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor, known as the Private Money Authority, also the host here on the show with you. And since we launched Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor, I've had just some amazing guests come here on the show talking about all facets of real estate investing. And today is no exception, but before I introduce my special guest and very good friend, I want to tell you about my brand new book that I just released and you get the book for free. And here it is, Jay Connor written where to get the money now, subtitle, how and where to get money for your real estate deals without relying on traditional or hard money lenders. This book will show you step-by-step step how to get all the private money. I'm not talking hard money or institutional money, but all the private money that you would want for your deals. Now, the reason that I'm qualified to write this book and to ship this book to you for free is because all the way back from 2003 to 2009, we funded our deals here in Eastern North Carolina with institutional money, relying on local banks and mortgage companies. Then we lost our lines of credit. Well, I discovered this world of private money and since 2009 have not missed out on a deal for not having the funding. So you may be a wholesaler that's done one or two deals. Or you may be a wholesaler that's done hundreds of deals, but you may have missed out on the opportunity to stay in some of those deals that you wanted to and to make the big profits like I do of 60 to $70,000 per deal. So I'm going to save you 20 bucks. You can go to Amazon or you can just let me give you the book for free. If you'll just cover a couple of bucks for delivery and shipping, I'll ship it right out to you at com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. That's jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com 
forward slash book, B-O-O-K, and we'll rush the book right out to you. Well, my guest today, wow, what an amazing individual and dear friend this guy is. Um, his foundational principles are based on faith, family, God coming first. Therefore, he and I have got a lot in common. And as far as the business world goes, he is the CEO and founder of a company called Simple Wholesaling that's up in the Indianapolis area. He's been a full-time real estate investor for over 10 years now. And he's, he's done all kinds of real estate, but he specializes in wholesaling, wholetailing. If you don't know what wholetailing is, he can tell you all about that. Creative financing. In other words, how can you buy or fund these deals creatively or sell them? And then even more importantly, how he has learned how to scale a business from just being a one man show to an amazing full team that's, you know, doing hundreds and hundreds of deals per year. And all that has happened just within the past five years. Well, my friend and experts got extensive knowledge and firsthand experience in many facets of real estate investing. He's an investor, as I said, in the Indianapolis area, and he works with investors all over the country who want to invest in one of the top rated cash flowing markets in the nation. And of course, he's talking about Indy, right? Well, his team, his amazing team, buys and sells over 300 properties a year now and builds passive strings of income by creating over 50 creative financing deals per year. Now in this short five year time span, he's gone from, as I said, just a one person outfit, that's my granddaddy would say, to a full time over 10 plus team members. And because of that, he's been able to triple his deal flow. As I said, my guest and friend is a man of faith and a real estate investor. And what's interesting, he's been able to do something that many entrepreneurs have not been able to do. And that is to combine both to bring in opportunities to everyone he encounters while at the same time spreading what he believes in and is his passion. And that's the kingdom of God. You see his, his mission. In fact, he's got a mission trip coming up here in the next just a few weeks, going to Guatemala on a mission trip. And the purpose of his company, Simple Wholesaling, is that mission that I just said. He's got a passion like I do for helping others in business and personal growth. As I mentioned, his family is very, very important to him. His wife is Karen. He's got four young children and he's figured out how to balance family and running a very, very successful, large real estate investing business. And of course, he serves others through his faith. It's my pleasure to bring on to the show right here, my friend and expert, Brett Snodgrass. Brett, welcome to the show again. It's great to have you back. Thanks, Jay. It is a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I, I've talked to you many times. You were on my podcast, the Brett Snodgrass podcast, and uh, here we are again. I just love chatting with you, man. I know. It's always a great, but you know, one thing that sort of helps us chat about uh, whatever it is we're going to chat about, real estate investing, et cetera, is, you know, birds of the same feather flock together, right? 
That is that is very very true. I know we have very similar minds with faith, family, business, entrepreneurship, real estate, um, and I like your accent. I just you know you make me feel very comfortable. So. <laughs> well, I, you know, down here in the south, I mean, we talk slow for a reason. That's because most of us think slow, right? So that's just sort of the way it comes out. So we just want we don't, we don't but actually we have a servant's heart. We don't want to leave anybody behind, right? That's so we make it nice. And so we make it nice. And so now, in the introduction of you, Brett, I mean, you've built this, you know, fantastic wholesaling business up there in the Indianapolis area. You know, you mentioned that you work with people all over the nation. What do you primarily do, Brett, outside of your own business? Do you work with other people across the nation, helping them passively? be involved in real estate and get high returns? Or do you actually coach other people that want to learn about wholesaling? Yeah, that's a great question, Jay. Uh, so as you mentioned, I've actually been doing real estate for more than 10 years. It's actually coming up on 14 years now. And uh, um, I've done a lot of different things with real estate. Like you mentioned, uh, I've done wholesaling. I've done fix and flipping properties. We've done some creative or seller financing is what you've mentioned. I have some rental properties. I've done that. We've done some property management. So I've done all sorts of things with real estate. Um, about five or six years ago, what I realized is I really love the wholesaling, chasing deals. I like the quick nickel rather than the slow dime. That, <laughs> That sort of business. Uh, so that's really where Simple Wholesaling was born. And uh, that's when I, I wanted a very simple business back in 2014. Actually, I said, I want a simple business. I want to go back into wholesaling and, and just doing a very fast paced business. I want to build a team and scale it uh, from this one man band to, to a team where I could have more freedom, right? I mean, that's, that's really why we all start this business is to have some freedom of money and freedom of time. And I didn't have any of that about seven years ago. So, uh, so that's when simple wholesaling was born. And yeah, we've been, we've been doing amazing. So fast forward to today, I think last year we did a little over 300 deals. Um, you know, we do two, between two and $3 million of type, uh, you know, gross a year. And, um, I have a team right now, I think of about, let's see, it always, it's always growing a little bit, 13, 14 people. We work with virtual assistants as well. And, uh, and we mostly do wholesaling, honestly. And then we also do some creative financing where that's where that passive income comes into play because, uh, you know, the wholesaling business, you have to keep doing it over and over and over again every single month. So I realized, you know, I can't do that forever. So I need to build some passive income. So that's when we started to sell or finance some of these properties we, where we are the bank. Uh, and then we finance the properties and, and we do, you know, like I said, 40, 50 of those a year. And that's where that passive income comes in. And then, and then we also do some rentals here and there to save on taxes. So you do wholesaling and wholetailing. What's the difference between wholesaling and wholetailing? Yeah. So, uh, so wholesaling is, is basically you you meet with sellers, you get the properties under contract, and then typically you're going to sell that contract or assign that contract to an investor for a fee. So, so you possibly, you will not buy the property. Uh, you don't have to close on the property. Uh, it's really just finding deals and then selling that contract to an investor. That's wholesaling. Uh, wholesaling is where you do buy the property. You do close on the property 
And then you do a little bit to the property. So maybe you clean out the property. Maybe you do some things to look at, not to make the property look a little bit better, but you don't do a full rehab, right? You're not tearing out drywall, putting in kitchen cabinets, putting on new roofs. You're not doing the full rehab. You're just doing a little bit to the property. Uh, and then selling that to an investor. So, so instead of signing the contract, you do close it, do a little bit to it, and then and then sell it to an investor on the back end. So wholetailing is it's flipping, but you're not doing a major rehab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And, 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 and I use that I use that word lightly because honestly, when we wholetail, it's basically we close on the property, and then and then we clean it out. You know, a lot of these properties are filled with junk or trash or personal belongings. So it looks terrible. So if someone were to walk into it, they're like, wow, this looks really, really bad because there's so much junk in it. So we'll send a crew in, we'll just clean it out and then sell it. That deal we call wholetailing. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Now you said something a moment ago, you said you just love chasing the deals or finding the deals. Well, we're in a very, very interesting time. We've got some very interesting things going on in our economy to where, I mean, I've been investing in real estate uh, with my wife, Carol Joy, now in our 18th year full time here in Eastern North Carolina. And I've never seen a time in 18 years where there's just nothing in the multiple listing service to buy. I mean, nothing. I mean, if you're going to find it, you got to rely on off-market houses, at least here in Eastern North Carolina. So, and I hear that story all over the nation. So with that being the case, what is yours and your team's secret sauce? Come on, pull the curtain back. What's your (laughs) secret sauce right now in our economy for finding deals? Real quick, y'all, you guys already know that I don't run any ads on this and I don't sell anything. And so the only ask I can ever ask of you guys is that you help me spread the word so we can help more real estate investors make more money, feed their families, and have the private money they need to fund their deals. And the only way we can do that is if I ask you to rate and review and share this podcast. So the single thing that I ask you to do is you can just leave a review. It'll take you 10 seconds or one type of the thumb. It would mean the absolute world to me. And more importantly, it may change the world of someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, you have to find them off market. We call them off market deals. So we spend a lot of money and time on, uh, you know, working with private sellers and in our marketing and following up. So you ask that, I don't, I don't ever think there's any type of secret sauce, but I will tell you right now, if you can find a deal right now, uh, it doesn't have to be a, a great deal. It doesn't have to be a deep discounted deal. It just has to be any type of deal that deal will sell. So right now it's not hard to sell properties. Our inventory is very, very low. It's the lowest it's been in years. Um, so, but we're constantly still finding deals and we do that through different marketing channels. So we do TV ads. That's obviously a big, a big marketing channel for us. We still do direct mail. So we're sending out letters and postcards. We're cold calling sellers. So we get lists of sellers and we're calling them up on the phone. Uh, we're still doing a little bit of texting, uh, here and there we're driving for dollars. So honestly, we're doing 
any type of off-market marketing that we can do right now to find any deals. And, and if we can find a deal, we know that we can sell it uh, with the market that we have for sure. So you mentioned one of your methods of finding a, and to make sure everybody knows an off-market deal just means it would be a for sale by owner that does not have their house listed with a real estate agent in the multiple listing service. And of course, what we've discovered, Brett, as you have over the years, a lot of these houses we buy, the owners are not even marketing their houses. They don't have a for sale by owner sign in their front yard. One of the channels or strategies you just mentioned of finding deals today is driving for dollars. Tell everybody, what do you mean by driving for dollars? And how do you find people to drive for dollars? No, that's a great, uh, that's a great thing. Uh, so driving for dollars, basically what it means is, is you just get in your car and you drive uh, and you're looking for homes that you feel like the sellers might be motivated to sell. So you're looking for signs, right? You're looking for tall grass that the yard hasn't been mowed in a month. Uh, maybe the mailbox is full of mail because no one's picking up that, that mail. Uh, it's a vacant property. So it's more susceptible to vagrants coming in and tearing, tearing up the property. Um, boarded up homes, right? So these are the signs that we're looking for. So whenever we find a property that looks like, Hey, this, this owner maybe is motivated to sell this property. Uh, and then we can either send them a letter, we can skip trace them and call them and just tell them, Hey, we're investors. We were driving through your neighborhood and we found this property and thought, Hey, you know, this is what it looks like. And you might be interested in selling it. Um, and that's basically what driving for dollars is. And we drive for dollars ourselves. So people on our team drive for dollars. So we always train our acquisitions guys. These are the guys out in the field. They're looking at properties, meeting with sellers, but they're also, they have their phone on them. And we use an app called Deal Machine, which is a great driving for dollars app. I would definitely check that out. Um, and, and if they see a property when they're driving for these uh, through these neighborhoods, they'll they'll use their deal machine app and skip trace them and call up that seller. Uh, we also can find other people that we've done in the past. Uh, we hire them to drive for dollars too, and you can pay them, you know, however you want per house or per deal or whatever. But uh, it's not hard right now to find people looking for freelance work. I guess is what I would call it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I love the reason I asked you about that is uh, of course here in our small area, Carol Joy and I, our total investing population is a uh, population is only 40,000 people. Um, so we use, you know, many, many, you know, different ways of finding motivated sellers. And um, so we just brought on a new field agent also known as a bird dog um, that um, actually is in the military. And uh, he was out in California, knocked on our door um, and said, Hey, I want to drive for dollars for you. I said, okay. So last weekend he goes out and he's just touched the hem of the garment, if you will, and sent us pictures of 33 houses that are clearly vacant. Mm -hmm. And uh, we skip trace those people and over half of them are living out of state. So when you got a vacant house, and it's clearly distressed or there's nobody living in it and it has it for a while. And the owners, according to the tax records, live out of state. That's probably going to be a pretty good sign of a motivated seller. Wouldn't you say so, Brett? 
Yeah, I would say. And you'll be surprised that people say, why don't these people market their properties listed on the MLS or whatever? And honestly, just a lot of people, they kind of forget about it, right? It's like uh, if you have this random house in another city and you have your day job and you have your family and you have your kids and you're busy and you're doing all this stuff, you kind of just put the house on a back burner and you're like, oh, I'll get to it one of these days and that day never comes. So when Jay Connor calls you up and reminds you that that house is still sitting there, um, yeah, it perks your interest. So <laughs> Exactly. Now, Brett, you and your team, you've got multiple exit strategies. You have multiple exit strategies, meaning you're controlling a house, meaning you've done marketing. Uh, you and the team have found a house. Now you got it under contract to purchase multiple exit strategies. You could do what we call stay in the deal. You could actually do what we call take it down. In other words, you actually close on your own contract <laughs> that you've got under the purchase so you can stay in the deal. Or as you said, in wholesaling, you can assign that contract to another real estate investor and you're going to collect an assignment fee. You're going to sell that contract. Now they're going to take it down. Uh, you can, or you can stay in the deal two different ways. You can stay in it on wholetailing where you just clean it up, as you said, sell it to an end user, or you do a major rehab. What's your criteria on deciding what is your exit strategy from those choices? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just whatever season uh, that you're in. Like I said, I like the quick nickel. So our first strategy is if we get a house on our contract and we can assign the property, we'll, we won't market it, but we'll send it out to some buyers. Like we know our buyers pretty well. So we'll send it out to a few of them that think that would be interested. And if they're interested, then we'll just assign the contract. Uh, if they're not interested or if it's a deal that we don't really know if you know, a, a buyer for that, then we'll go ahead and, and close on it, um, clean it out. And then we'll, and then we'll list it. Um, we don't do a lot of major rehabs right now, uh, just because just the season that we're in and the market that we're in, it's, it's almost like we don't really have to do that just because there's buyers out there. The inventory is really low. So we feel like we can make maybe not as much money, uh, but we can make close to as much money as if we just cleaned it up and sold it to an investor and we didn't have to spend that four to six months and the headaches and the stress of fixing up that property. Um, sometimes we do sell or finance it, but honestly, those just come. It's not like we market it that way, but we just, we have some, um, couple of agents and a couple of buyers that buy that way. And then that just kind of comes here and there. So, uh, so we don't do a lot of full rehab just because of the season that we're in, but this is the market changes. I mean, who knows two years, we might be doing all full rehabs. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It does change year to year. So since the market is so tight and inventory is, I mean, so tight, there's hardly anything in the multiple listing service to buy. Has that changed your formula on figuring what is the maximum amount that you will put a house under contract? And if so, what is your current formula on deciding, okay, this is the most I'm going to offer to get under contract? Yeah. Well, this, that's a great question, Jay. I've actually, <laughs> this is probably a weird answer, but I, I actually stepped a lot out of the business about a year ago. Brian Snyder is our CEO of the Simple Wholesaling team now. And they're the ones that kind of come up, been coming up with the formulas lately. I mean, our, our formula has always kind of been, uh, we might pay like 70% of, of the ARV or the, you know, or the 
comparison price value or whatever the broker's price opinion. That was kind of our formula before, but, but I will tell you, um, has it gone up? Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's, it's almost, uh, sometimes the prices that you know, we're putting on properties, I look at it and I'm like, ah, I, I don't know because history, right? I mean, I'm still stuck in, in two years ago, three years ago where I was buying that house for what? $30,000 cheaper, $40,000, $50,000 cheaper. So, um, so it is a weird time, right? And I think that I'm, we, as investors, we always have to be pivoting and just be watching. Right now, I'm very conservative and I'm always having that conversation on, hey, what happens if the government does something crazy or the market or the stock market starts to tank and the real estate market starts to tank? And I'm like, hey, when when that happens, like we really have to always be watching um, because I think if you're like me, Jay, I mean, aren't you guys still asking those, those questions and always watching and trying to figure out when you're going to have to pivot? Cause I think we're all going to have to pivot sooner or later. I mean, right now we, we can't keep doing this forever. It's like, Hey, eating is good right now. And the market's, the market's hot, but I'm like, it, it's going to change. And when it does, we have to be ready. Exactly. Exactly. So as we mentioned, when we started out the show, Brett, Faith, family, God and family is very, very important to you as it is to me. Um, but before I ask you the next couple of questions, as we start to get towards the end of the show, I want to make sure everybody knows how to follow you, stay connected. And so uh, let's give out uh, your website and also your podcast. Yeah, definitely. So like I said, our company is called Simple Wholesaling. So you can check us out on simplewholesaling.com. Uh, we have a lot of videos and blogs and we do a lot of education on there as well. If people are interested in wholesaling, we're always just trying to give out free content. Um, so check us out on simplewholesaling.com. And I have a YouTube channel and it's called the Brett Snodgrass channel that I do my podcast, which is the Brett Snodgrass podcast. And uh, we also do videos, teaching videos and things like that on there as well. Yeah. Well, your podcast is sort of different. Tell everybody uh, how your podcast is different as far as uh, your line of questioning when you're interviewing guests. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had Jay uh, on the podcast and I'm, I'm really just passionate about uh, people that are successful, but they have a significance, uh, element to them. Like, you know, significance is a lot more important to them than success. Uh, so I talk to people about significance, about purpose. I go a little bit deeper on the show and we, you know, we really kind of dig in too. So we talk about family and marriage, kids and balance and just things like that. We talk about real life rather than just saying, Hey, how do you make uh, your next million? Exactly. Well, speaking of that, from your experience, I mean, you have figured it out, but you may not have it figured out all the time in the past, <laughs> but um, what is the key to balancing, you know, um, you know, family and business? I mean, how do you balance the chaos of having four, you know, kids running around and, you know, your relationship with your wife and running a crazy business? Yeah, I'll tell you, Jay, uh, it is, it's hard. Uh, I mean, any entrepreneur will tell you that balancing family and, and your business is very, very hard. And I have not done it super well, especially when I'm scaling and building a business in the early years. Uh, 
now I'm in a stage in a season where, where I can step out a little bit and, and just look at my priorities. Sometimes when you're just in it and you're grinding out every single day and you can't hardly breathe because you're just constantly in the middle of it all and all the minutia and, and, and you can't be present with your family, can't be present with your kids. I mean, I see that all the time with entrepreneurs. And that's what I talk about on the podcast. And people don't really talk about that much because they're always talking about their business success, but people don't talk a lot about their family success or their marriage success or their what well, you know what they're doing in their in their faith, right? So um that's what I love love to talk about. So how do you balance it? I think is really just taking a step back and and trying to just do a priority board, right? Just start listing like what's really, really important to you. And when I took a step back, I started to ask myself some really hard questions. And right, I'm like, you know, because whatever decision that you make, you're going to have to sacrifice something. And and I'm sure all the listeners, a lot of listeners out there, they know like when you're scaling and building a business, you can say and give a little bit of a lip service to this is say, hey, I'm doing this uh, so that one day I can spend time with my family and I'm trying to give them the things that I never had. And and, and you can say all that, but during during it all, I think that you're sacrificing a lot of those special moments, those magic moments with your family. So, you know, when I took a step back a year ago out of my business, I said, okay, I can maybe build another business. I can do all of that, but is it really going to help my family to make another X amount of dollars? Let's say a million dollars easy. Would it, would it really help my family to make that or would it help them more if I was here? and I was available and I got to spend the magic moments with them and I got to pour, pour into them uh, rather than trying to, to juggle at a hundred miles an hour all the time. So that's the season that I'm, I'm in. Um, and I would just encourage every entrepreneur out there just to start asking yourself those, those hard questions and start to put your priorities in check. And I was talking to one entrepreneur one time, and this really stuck with me uh, because he was pretty successful. Uh, and he also, I saw him interact with his family and I was like, you know, how do you do that? How do you, how are you pretty successful? And then you have this amazing family over here too. Like, how do you do that? And he said, well, you know, I could always be more successful in business, but I will not sacrifice my family to, to do that. And that really stuck with me. And so that I had to ask, tell myself that like I could, I could do all these things and I, and I would like to do all these things. And, and this is one of the things I tell entrepreneurs all the time. Like I would love to speak and travel and do all these crazy things and to build businesses and, and, and do it all and be an amazing dad too. And be an amazing husband. But I will tell you, I, I can't, right. I have to pick and I have to choose depending on the season that I'm in. And, and right now I'm choosing, uh, my family, right? During this season. So what it comes down to is asking yourself, what's the most important, right? So for example, if you got that kid that's um, at the sports game, or you got that kid that's got the recital, or you got that kid doing whatever in the world it is that's important to them, is it important to you to be there to support them with whatever they got going on? When it comes to your wife, your wife's got something going on that's important to her. Uh, where do you choose to be and how do you choose to support what's going on in, uh, in her life? Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. And I think that we just get caught in that trap, uh, you know, with the media, with, you know, if you type in six business success on YouTube, all these messages are coming back at you and, and it looks great. It looks sexy. It's, it's exotic and you're driving the really fancy cars in the mansion and doing these exotic things and it looks amazing. Uh, and then they make the family, right? Oh, you my wife wants to go spend a night with her friends. So I have to be home with the kids. That's, that looks boring because they're, it, you know, right. And then, so you get, but it's not right. You get this. If you don't do all that, you miss out, I believe on so, so much. And that's where the purpose comes in. That's where their, where their fulfillment comes in. Um, I don't know. So I guess you have to ask yourself, will I regret? And that was one question I asked, will I regret not traveling around speaking all that, or, or will I regret not being present with my kids? I don't know. So those are the questions you got to ask yourself sometimes. And uh, that's what I did. Yeah. Very wise, very wise questions. One last question for you, Brett. I didn't prep you for it. So put your seatbelt on. Here it comes. <laughs> right. and, the, and the question is, are you nervous yet? I know you're not. I so am. the question is, if you were visiting with your best friend and they did not judge you on the answer, how would you answer the question? I can only give you one piece of advice, man. And I only got 30 seconds to do it. What is it? <laughs> oh, my best friend. Um, That's, that's a, that's a tough, you didn't prep me with that for that one, Jay. I would just say, I think, um, just to go after, uh, <laughs> I would just say purpose and, and, and present. Um, you know, I, I'm a big guy on go after, like, you know, figure out what, what you're made to do. How are you wired? How did God wire you? And what, what, makes you come alive? What makes your heart come alive? What are you passionate about? I see you guys get in this trap all the time and, and, and they don't know how to get out of it and they're not living like through their full purpose. Right. So I say, you know, try to figure that out, spend some time, take a step back, figure it out and, uh, and, and, you know, live out your purpose. Um, and I would just say, be present. Right. I mean, I think that's just the biggest thing. I see so many people, especially in today, they can't, they can't be present. And, and we have to work so hard, uh, to be present, but that's where all the magic happens. It's like, if you can just get caught up in the moment in the magic of your family or whoever you're with and to be present, um, and that's just what I'm, I'm working for. So I'm with my wife. I want to be, I want to be really present I'm with my kids. I want to be extremely present. If I'm with you, Jay Connor on this podcast, like I want to be thinking about something else. So go after your purpose. Number one, figure out what that is and go after that. And, and work on being present. I love it. Your answer reminds me of a book. It may be out of print for all I know, but my dad, um, very successful entrepreneur, family is very important to him. And um, oh, for many, many years, he kept a supply of this book in his office. And whenever someone would come visit with him, he always gave him this gift and the name of the book was, and hopefully it's still out there. I don't know the precious present. And have you ever heard of that book, Brett? No, I'm going to get it. Yeah. The precious present. And it's a, it's a parable. It's a story. And I'm not going to spill the beans on the story, 
but it's a play on the word present, the precious present. And the gift is what you just said, mm. being totally present for whoever you're with. That's the best precious present you can give anybody. But the story's fantastic. So if the book's still out there, get the book, The Precious Present. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I'm going to definitely uh, check that out. And I, I totally agree, Jay. That's just, uh, and, and it's so hard to do, right? I mean, everything is fighting for our tension. Everything is. So. Absolutely. Brett, I love you, brother. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the show. Thanks, Jay. Appreciate it. All right. God bless you. There you have it, folks. Another amazing episode of Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. And this episode is amazing because I have amazing guests on the show, just like Brett Snodgrass. Here's to taking your real estate investing to the next level. I'm Jay Connor, the Private Money Authority, and we'll see you right here on the next Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. Mm -hmm.